0: The Integrations and Partnerships Playbook for Product Managers. This is an audio reading of the Integrations and Partnerships Playbook for Product Managers, an article series written by MJ Fadilly and narrated by Blake Fisher. Part two. How to establish integration partnerships. Find the right patterns and succeed with them. In Part 1 of this article series, I did a deep dive on building the integration itself. In this part, I'll switch our focus to the people side of integrations the partnership as i mentioned in the intro my target audience for this article series is product managers in most SaaS companies partnerships are led by the founders or a dedicated person under the business development umbrella for example a head of partnership so product managers for the most part play a supporting role during the entire process that said because of their deep context Understanding of the problem, customer, market, product, etc., product managers are often the best people to determine trade offs even in relation to the partnership. In a sense, product managers act like the quarterbacks in integration partnerships. They lead the team to the most significant opportunities and provide them with all the support they need, even though at the end of the day, the partnership team will be the ones to score. Partner or Pirate? Before we start, Let's acknowledge that you don't necessarily need to establish a partnership for every integration. In fact, most mature platforms have public open APIs and let almost anyone build on top of them. In those cases, being a pirate instead of a partner might be a better, faster option for you. Since every integration is unique, you should spend time analyzing each opportunity on a case-by-case basis. Here are some of the partnership's pros and cons in my experience. Partner if, one, mutual incentives are present, such as branding opportunities, co-marketing, referral, or reselling programs, two, it helps your long-term strategic initiatives, or three, you want to have a greater impact on your partner's roadmap and priorities. Now, you should pirate if, one, there are no additional incentives for a partnership other than the integration, two, You need to deliver this integration fast or due to value usability risks and want to take an experimental approach or three you have scarce resources to spend on something that is more valuable to your partner the rest of this article goes over some plays assuming that you've decided to do a partnership now let's move to discovery play number 12 partner selectively As a product manager reading this article, you probably have a list of categories of products you're considering integrating with. Furthermore, you might have done customer and market discovery to prioritize those categories against each other and formed integrations roadmaps. For example, applicant tracking systems or ATSs most commonly integrate with job boards, scheduling tools, and background check services. Because ATS users or recruiters use job boards more often than other tools, job board integration will be higher on the roadmap. Moreover, within the job boards category, the products with the highest market share in that specific market segment will get prioritized. This is the most common method to make prioritization decisions and can be quite effective. However, applying the same return on investment analysis used for product features may not work for integration partnerships because the terms and conditions of those partnerships aren't decided until later in the process. In simpler terms, what is most important for your users might be too costly to deliver from a partnership standpoint. So instead of influencing your head of partnership to pursue the opportunities with the highest user value, work with that person to reassess the cost of partnership for each roadmap item. Here are three questions to ask for each opportunity. Number one, is this a first of its kind integration? If your company or your competitors haven't done similar integrations, That means that there are no set principles, standards, or templates. Therefore, you could risk paying a higher cost partnership. Pro tip, spoof landing pages are a great way to de-risk first-of-its-kind integrations. Number two, what is the market share of this potential partner? Category leaders and companies within less competitive markets have more leverage to use their power in their favor. Number three, what's the stage of their company? The larger and more established your potential partners are compared to you, the more power they have to use as leverage. For example, let's say you're managing an ATS in a small startup with limited resources and you are looking for background check software companies to partner with. For background checks, it might be tempting to choose Sterling, the corporation leading the category, as your first integration. However, you may want to consider a younger, smaller, and more innovative player like Checker or Certain. Partnerships should be give-and-take. You have to avoid putting yourself in a situation that will force you to give up too much. If you choose a company at your stage, you and your partner can help each other grow over time. For instance, you may be able to convince a percentage of your customers to switch from the category leader to your partner's product because of your seamless integration together. Play number 13. Speak your stakeholder's language. Stakeholder management is a key part of delivering every product feature. This is somewhat more difficult in integration projects since there are more types of stakeholders to consider. For example, a technical product manager and partnership manager on your partner's side. You should aim to pair representatives from your team with their counterpart in your partner's company together starting from the discovery stage. For example, to set up a meeting with your lead engineer and their technical lead. As a product manager orchestrating the entire process, it's beneficial to map out all of these stakeholders in an artifact to ensure your team understands everyone's incentives and speaks their language. Play number 14, use your strength to incentivize potential partners. Even though winning the partnership opportunity is not the PM's responsibility, their support is often required. Product managers can help by showcasing the product and the roadmap to the potential partner. For a first-of-its-kind integration, in which the user flow and the value proposition are not immediately apparent, PMs are much more hands-on. In such scenarios, you should educate the potential partner on what the integration could be and how it could benefit both your businesses and users. The goal here is to sell them on a vision. On top of that, you have to prove that your company is the best partner to achieve that vision with. I believe vision types to be the most effective tool for this task. One of the pitfalls of a successful vision type is overloading it with unnecessary, unrealistic, unrelated features, and distracting nice-to-haves. You should aim to keep this prototype as lean as possible, otherwise your audience might get a sense that you're overselling them on it. To do so, I've come up with this framework. One, write down the list of your company or product's biggest moats or hard-to-copy advantages. Two, for each mode. Name some methods you can objectively showcase this mode with. 3. Brainstorm different ways this hard-to-copy property can add value to the integration partnership. And 4. Complete the core integration flow you have in mind with this hard-to-copy integration feature. To show this framework at work, let's consider an imaginary scenario. Let's say you're a product manager at FreshBooks and identify that a meaningful portion of your customers desire an easy and fast lending solution. You discover that a few of your close competitors, like QuickBooks, offer business loans as well. Therefore, you build a business case to add this offering to FreshBooks portfolio by partnering with an existing financing solution. After shortlisting potential partners, you choose Stripe Capital as your first option. However, because this is a first of its kind solution, you decide to build a vision type. First, you should start with the core integration flow or the happy path, which in this case is, one, FreshBooks customer applies for the amount of business funding needed on FreshBooks. Two, FreshBooks sends customers accounting data, for example, cash flow and spending, and bank account data to Stripe. Three, Stripe approves the loan and deploys it to the customer's bank account. Then you apply the above framework to come up with some features and benefits to showcase in your vision type and further incentivize Stripe Capital to partner with you. One one of FreshBooks' notable moats is its thousands of small business customers. Getting access to such a large pool of potential customers is quite attractive for most potential partners, especially larger tech corporations that are not set up to target this market segment. Proving FreshBooks competency in this area would be as easy as demoing your unique FreshBooks Lite offering for small businesses and sharing your customer statistics. The main benefit of this mode for Stripe Capital would be to create ways for FreshBooks customers to convert to Stripe customers easily, like getting featured in FreshBooks' App Marketplace or a feature that automatically creates a Stripe account for FreshBooks customers. Two, Another hard to copy factor about FreshBooks is the amount of high integrity financial data. Data integrity is the recency, accuracy, and completeness of the data. In general, data integrity is extremely expensive to enforce. Unless there are clear incentives or obligations, people do not want to surrender information or be bothered with keeping it up to date. These incentives could be financial, legal, or psychological. As a rule of thumb, People tend to treat their data with monetary and judicial repercussions more than others. In most software products, data points with financial or legal outcomes are more frequently updated, accurate, and complete. Fields with non-financial user values and other fields have less data integrity. In my written version of this playbook, I use an image of a pyramid of data integrity to illustrate this starting at the top with financial data, such as payroll information, and proceeding downward to things like legal data, such as address or tax information, and then further downward to non-financial valuable data, such as vacation hours, and finally at the bottom, other data, such as usernames. For example, you never miss updating your bank account number or keeping your working hours up to date if you want your employer to pay you in full and on time. However, You probably haven't told your alma matter about your address changes since you've graduated. This is why accounting and payroll products are sought after by many other SaaS solutions to be integrated with. The possibilities are endless when it comes to combining this information with other systems. For example, in this integration, FreshBooks could provide Stripe with additional information to give them visibility on each business, such as when they close or become eligible for other Stripe products. Three. FreshBooks's last relevant mode is its brand, which could be showcased by its market share, high customer retention rate, and net promoter score, or MPS. Even though there are not necessarily any product features derived from high growth, both parties could benefit from each other's brand when co-marketing this integration. Play number 15, define success metrics. Like product features, partnerships and integrations need success criteria i must acknowledge that bringing up objectives and metrics could be awkward and might reduce the romantic picture you and your partner are painting for each other that being said setting clear expectations in the early days and not committing to unrealistic targets might be the single best way to start a long-term healthy partnership play number 16 timelines matter i'm a huge fan of marty kagan's philosophy around high integrity commitments personally I tend to keep product roadmaps outcome driven and commit to feature timelines sparingly. Integrations are one of the rare cases in which timelines are automatically expected because your partner's engineering team and all go to market teams depend on you. My only recommendation here, similar to my last point in play number 15 about setting the right expectations, it's to try to underpromise as much as you can. In my experience, external integrations take 1.5 to 2.5 times the normal product features of the same size. Your engineering team needs to learn a new system, and they often get blocked or cut short by your partner. Not to mention, external communication is often much slower than internal. So make sure you take into consideration all the non-engineering delays in your estimations. Play number 17, open direct communication channels. Relationships are hard work, From the early days, do your best to treat your partners as you treat your colleagues. If possible, invite your partners to your office, have a team meeting or virtual happy hours with them. As I mentioned in play number 13, have your engineering team speak directly with no intermediary. Slack shared channels with your partner are good tools to improve communication speed with your partner as well. Solution, definition. Play number 18, communicate your solution during the solution design stage i found it extremely useful to share the solution for example design mockups technical design documents user journeys etc with our partner for the first of its kind integrations this will help your partner foresee some of the limitations and challenges on their side in other cases like when your partner has done a similar type of integration before they can consult you on some of the best practices delivery play number 19 Give your partner product access. In play number eight, I went over the importance of having a test account for your partner's product. Now it's your turn to give partners test accounts. As you're completing different slices of work, inform your partners to check out your progress, just like how you keep your internal stakeholders in the loop. This brings more alignment and transparency to the project and increases your partner's trust in you. Play number 20, share your progress and build alignment. Integration involves many moving pieces. It's not uncommon for tech corporations to have a dedicated program or project manager for longer projects. If you don't have such resources in your company, I'd recommend creating shared project management artifacts with your partner and scheduling recurring sync meetings. Launch Plus. Play number 21 Overcommunicate. Overcommunication is my biggest recommendation during integrations go to market. Similar to play number 20, you would want everyone to be automatically informed about the latest progress of every task. Even if you have done a beta release, as you get close to the GA launch, reiterate the plan to all the parties involved. Play number 22, revisit metrics. Ship it and forget it is never a good mentality, especially for big integration projects. Share the latest feature analytics with your partner and celebrate small wins. Whether you have reached your success targets or not, this will ensure a healthy partnership in the long term. Play number 23, leave it better than you found it. A few weeks after you've had the chance to address all the major issues post-launch, it's a great time to look back at the project. Most modern product development teams have some sort of a retrospective ritual, however it's not common for these learnings to be shared between partners. I strongly recommend documenting and sharing your feedback, suggestions, learning, and growth areas with your partner. These could be about your experience as a partner with them, such as legal process, your partner's API, such as missing endpoints or unclear documentation, delivery, such as test counts or error handling, and lastly, support, or things like escalations and FAQ docs. This is the end of part two How to Establish Integration Partnerships from the Integration and Partnerships Playbook for Product Managers, an article series written by M.G. Fadai and narrated by Blake Fisher. Please consider finishing the series in Part 3, which covers if integration product management is for you.